Find out what the whole world is thinking in The Agenda. This week on The Agenda, we're in Belfast, where China's ambassador to the UK is here on his first visit to talk collaboration, climate change, and why hydrogen is the fuel of a green future. Touring Ulster University, trade delegation in tow, Ambassador Jung saw potential to strengthen cultural links between China and the UK, but also the potential to invest, to grow industries, create jobs. Northern Ireland presents opportunities for reciprocal cooperation. When we have good sister-city relationship, productive sister-city relationship, and constructive and productive regional relationship between China and the UK, then it will lead to more successful and productive state-to-state -state relationship. And I do see the benefits of uh, corporations and exchanges between China and Northern Ireland. At the Forum for New Energy Innovation, government, business and academia came together to talk about technologies of the future and the shared interest between China and the UK to advance research and development in renewable energy, specifically green hydrogen. There is keen interest on both sides to work together to develop, to research and develop hydrogen energy and also to put it into applications and to serve the fundamental, fundamental needs of both sides. And there was, you know, very active, very constructive and productive discussions. So that is a very good example of the necessity of conducting more dialogue and discussions and developed more ideas about concrete and tangible corporations between the two sides in green and low carbon development, in investment and trade, in educational cooperation, and cultural exchanges, and in tourism too. The UK has big plans to become a world-leading hydrogen economy. Northern Ireland has the existing infrastructure, wind farms, and natural resources. It's pretty blustery here to generate green hydrogen to heat homes, power industry, and fuel transport. The company that makes these buses, Rightbus, is driving change in public transport with multiple orders from around the world, including China, for their hydrogen-powered fleets. The big sell, zero emissions. The Belfast-founded firm is spearheading innovation in hydrogen cell technology. The hope is for the interest that generates to attract new investment from China to other sectors in the region and stoke economic growth. We do a lot of cooperation work with China as well. So companies in the software industries and food and drink, which is a major exporter from Northern Ireland. We obviously have the construction industry, which we're playing a big part going forward in the development of environmental contracts across the globe. And obviously China would be a very important market for us. China will be the biggest producer and user of hydrogen in the world. Northern Ireland is positioning itself as a leader in green hydrogen. So partnerships and collaboration makes business sense, as well as helping China and the UK get closer to their net zero goals. So, a hydrogen energy revolution. 
Here's how it works. With extreme weather increasingly linked to climate change around the world, the race is hotting up to find reliable sources of green energy, and hydrogen may be the answer. For decades, hydrogen has long been hailed as a potentially revolutionary alternative to fossil fuels and is Earth's most abundant element. Green hydrogen is produced by splitting water using electricity generated from low-carbon sources, resulting in no greenhouse gas emissions. Green hydrogen can be used in cars and lorries. Hydrogen-powered aircraft are already being designed by Airbus, with a planned release of the first commercial plane by 2035. Green hydrogen can also be used domestically for cooking and heating. Hydrogen heating is expected to power most homes in the UK by 2050. There are other types of hydrogen which can be used to generate power, but none are as fully carbon neutral. As of 2020, the global hydrogen market was valued at $150 billion and is expected to reach $600 billion by 2050. China is the leader of the global hydrogen market, with an output of 33 million tonnes, accounting for around a third of global production. 5% of Chinese energy is expected to be supplied by hydrogen by 2030. Japan intends to transform the nation into a hydrogen society, with plans to supply 10% of the power for electricity generation by 2050. The EU has also unveiled its hydrogen strategy for a climate-neutral Europe, hoping hydrogen will comprise 15% of the EU energy mix by 2050. And in the United States, Joe Biden's $1 trillion infrastructure package includes $8 billion to develop hydrogen as part of his administration's climate agenda. At the Forum on New Energy Innovation here at Queen's, I spoke to Professor Cheng Yibing, strategic scientist at the Shanghu Laboratory in Foshan. Obviously, hydrogen uh, will be the uh, new energy system in the future. Now, around the world now has recognized that hydrogen is probably most uh, uh, suitable kind of energy systems, uh, which is renewable and also sustainable. So from that point of view, it will have to be uh, the major energy system. Uh, so it is also from another respect that the hydrogen will become a major energy industry of the future. And uh, as for now, the most important focus is to develop the, uh, the uh, technologies for producing the green hydrogen as well as the use of green hydrogen. Uh, therefore, that does take time. So it is not something that you can immediately create a huge amount of industries, employ a huge number of people at this stage. Uh, but with the progress of this technology, uh, surely that day will come. So it's important to take that long-term view. But I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what you think and what you're most excited about here, because this is not the beginning of partnership, is it? It's perhaps, though, the beginning of an exciting new phase to create opportunities in education, in research and exchange. Oh, indeed. Now, hydrogen uh, technology is, uh, is, a, is a, a relatively new technology, and therefore there's still a lot of uh, uh, research and development activities are, uh, are needed. 
So from that point of view, a collaboration uh, among the scientists which shared ideas, shared practice, it is very important for the uh, progress of this technology. So the very uh, cooperation uh, agreement that we signed today, it is really to facilitate the interactions and the cooperations between Foshan Xianhu Laboratory in China and the uh, Queen's University of Belfast here. And we hope that this will be a good start point which will lead us for some substantial uh, research collaboration. So where is that research your laboratory? Where is it currently focused? And how will this memorandum of understanding help with that? Okay, so the, the focus of this MOU is for developing hydrogen and hydrogen-related technologies. Just give you an example. We at the Foshan Xianhu Laboratory, we produce uh, materials as well as the uh, uh, systems of uh, fuel cells. Whereas the uh, researchers in the, uh, uh, the university here, which can assess and characterize the performance of this uh, uh, unit, and which can also put that into the bus systems. So that is one of the areas that we identified that we may send our fuel cell machines to here, which can be characterized here and install the bus in the Northern Ireland uh, to promote this kind of the applications in here. So where stage. will they be installed in, in, in the bus network? Well, it's quite possible they're installed here because at this stage, at this stage, there's no capacity in Northern Ireland to build these uh, uh, fuel cell systems by themselves. And so they need these systems from somewhere, uh, which we are quite happy to provide. So they've got the technology and the ideas. You're saying you've got the manufacturing capability and together that's going to push the agenda forward. I think that's probably a, a good description. And uh, we have the technology and the materials to build up the system and they want to use it. And they want to get this system uh, and uh, test it and how that is going. Now, Northern Ireland is positioning itself as, as a leader in green hydrogen technology. What makes you think that it's the fuel of the future? Well, I think, uh, it, is, uh, I think it is very attractive to uh, places like Northern Ireland. Because for Northern Ireland, um, obviously the economy development of this area requires the new technologies and the new industry. Because if you establish the traditional industry, how are you going to compete with the more established places around the world? And obviously to establish a new industry and the new technologies such as the renewable energy industry, I think that has a great potential to create the, uh, the jobs. And uh, I think uh, that's probably the re uh, one reason that the, uh, the places here are quite interested in this, uh, in this technology. So that's the business sense of it. What about its green credentials? Because what makes it cleaner is it's, it's by, powered by wind-generated electricity and it's very blustery um, here in this climate. So tell us a little bit more about what green hydrogen is, how it works and why it's good hydrogen. So uh, I, I tell you one experience. Now, uh, we went to uh, Causeway, uh, the giant Causeway, yesterday. Whereas on the road, I can see a lot of uh, windmills and, uh, uh, around the road. So there are many. 
and uh, uh, far more than what I've seen in many other countries. Although solar panel wasn't uh, that obvious, but the windmills are, are, are quite a lot. I don't think there's much sunshine. Uh, well, that's probably <laughs> the reason I ask people uh, after. But I think that with that kind of electricity uh, generated by the windmill, where the electricity can be used to separate the water into hydrogen and oxygen. And the hydrogen can be actually used to generate either the electricity or even directly fuel, uh, uh, combustion, combust to produce the high temperature to create the uh, carbon-free energy of using. So you can see that from a completely renewable, which is a wind, uh, to separate the water into a new energy. And the result of that consumption of that energy is water. So you have a full circle of the environment and it's totally environment friendly. And from that point of view, you have to recognise this is the future of technology. Uh, where does it sit though in the renewables market? I, mean, I want to know whether you, where you see the scope for growth and whether it's universal or if it's going to vary from place to place, depending on things like climate. Well, obviously, hydrogen is the energy source, a renewable energy source. That is probably universal to just about everywhere. Because it is using renewable energy, in this place I can see that the wind is one of the major sources. But in somewhere in Africa, in the Middle East, the sun must be the, uh, the best of the renewable energy. And therefore everyone can use this kind of renewable energy to generate electricity and to separate the water and come back to the water after consumption. I'm, I'm sure that this is uh, one of the most attractive renewable energy concepts. So I think it's universally suitable. Well, here we're, we're essentially looking at Chinese investment and UK tech know-how to, to make these projects happen. How can the hydrogen economy help China reach its net zero goals? Well, the, uh, the Chinese government has paid a lot of attention to the development of uh, hydrogen uh, technologies. It published a middle-term, uh, short to mid-term uh, plan for the development of the hydrogen industry and the hydrogen technology for the next 15 years. Within that guidelines, the, uh, the people will have a very uh, active uh, kind of investment into this uh, technology. Uh, because as you know that China uh, uh, consumes a lot of uh, fossil fuel uh, in the moment, at the moment and also generate a large amount of carbon dioxide. So by using hydrogen as a green energy, that's going to help enormously uh, to the, uh, the people as well as the industry to reach the dual carbon uh, goals, which is the peaking, the, ca uh, the carbon peaking uh, in the uh, 2030 and the carbon neutrality in the 2060. So uh, I'm sure that uh, hydrogen is going to play a, a, one of the most important roles in reach this uh, target. China loves an infrastructure investment, but what's the potential game changer here for, for China and for the renewable energy market? Well, I, I think uh, uh, that China has played a, a, a quite active uh, role in the, uh, promoting and developing the renewable energy. Uh, at this moment, that, uh, at all different levels, uh, as well as industry, 
and the investment companies has put a lot of effort in doing this. Of course, renewable energy is not only hydrogen. Uh, there are many other uh, renewable energies, the uh, solar cells and the wind and the hydro, and there are many others. So I think that renewable energy, in the renewable energy world, it is not only one solution. It has to be a multi, uh, multiple solutions uh, to tackle uh, these uh, very uh, complex uh, issues of the uh, fossil fuels and the related carbon emissions. So multiple uses, multiple possibilities. In terms of the, the role of hydrogen in, in years to come, can we really call it the fuel of the future? I think it's definitely uh, a fuel of the future and also there are uh, others. So I think that with the uh, uh, heavy development of, uh, and the heavy interest of uh, hydrogen and the hydrogen-related technologies, that is also going to promote other uh, development of other uh, renewable energies. So uh, I think uh, from the, as a researcher myself, uh, I feel quite promising uh, of, to see that uh, the world is uh, heading to that direction, which is obviously to me uh, that is the, probably the most important things that the scientists and the engineers is going to contribute to, to the mankind. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunately uh, become one of them. So, uh, yeah, I feel quite lucky in that respect. Professor Cheng Yibing, absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. Me um, too, thank you. Still to come here on the agenda, we'll be speaking to Professor David Rooney, Director of the Centre for Advanced Sustainable Energies here at Queen's University. Listen to challenging topics and insightful conversations. We don't just report the news, we provide the real story behind the headlines by talking to global decision makers and influential figures. This is The Agenda. Welcome back to The Agenda and our special show from Belfast, looking at how China and the United Kingdom, especially Northern Ireland, are working together to make hydrogen the fuel of the future. Northern Ireland's Centre for Advanced Sustainable Energies is based here at Queen's University. I spoke to its director, Professor David Rooney. The Centre for Advanced Sustainable Energy started about 10 years ago. It was set up on the basis of being able to translate research that was going on within the academic teams across into industry. So what we observed or observed at the time was that there was a bit of a gap in that understanding about how do you do that translation from the academic to the practical. And now? And now we've been able to achieve success within a number of those. We still do the same types of activities, but the types of projects that we're doing have advanced. They've become a lot more energy focused and areas of hydrogen, for example, and international partnerships become a lot more prevalent in the types of work that we're now doing. So speaking of international partnerships, you've been working closely with China for, for many years now. You know, how has their approach to sustainable energy changed over that time? Well, uh, my journey with China started just over about 20 years ago. And when I first went over to China, it was quite interesting that uh, my first transport experience when I was working with the university was by bicycle. Um, rolled on a few you years. You can't get greener was, than that. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> correct. So by then, you know, a couple of years later, it was all motor vehicles and now it's all EVs. So what I've really noticed within China is just this transition and the speed at which things will change around areas such as sustainability and sustainable transport. There's been a massive change in, in China. At the uh, forum here, some memorandums of understanding have been signed um, with the um, Shanghu Laboratory in Foshan, for one example. What, what are you hoping is going to come from that? 
Well, Foshan have received quite a significant investment from the Chinese government to basically take forward an, a range of different hydrogen technologies, be it fuel cells or ammonia or whatever. What we really would like to be able to do is to work with them and to translate that type of expertise and that knowledge and that equipment that they're now designing into the UK. How do we, for instance, take the expertise that we have at Queen's and build the systems and the components and the technologies around those individual pieces of equipment to actually translate it across into benefit for regional industry? Are, are you looking at using the, the, the know-how that you've got here but the manufacturing capability in China, or are you looking to, to bring a manufacturing hub to, to the United Kingdom? There would be a blend of different things. What we tend to find is that whenever you want to design a new technology, large-scale technology, for instance, like a bus or a boat or even a factory, then it becomes it requires a lot of individual systems, individual components which then have to come together. So what we need to be able to do is to make sure that those individual components are correct and we want to be able to work with partners who can nuance those to what we want to be able to do. And then we want to be able to then combine them up in, in unique and clever ways in order to be able to make real advancements to, to the industries who, who adopt them. It, it sounds like quite productive, perhaps there are cost savings too, but I, I wonder how important collaborations really are in this drive towards truly sustainable energy. I think collaborations are extremely important if you want to be able to do it. You cannot do everything yourself. What you need to be able to do is to find the areas which you are really good at and then to partner up with other people who are really good at areas that also then will help you to actually get you where you want to be. That requires partnership. What do you think that Northern Ireland and particularly the rest of the UK can offer to China in terms of using hydrogen as an energy source? Well, the UK has committed uh, quite significantly to adopting hydrogen as a future energy carrier. It's putting in a lot of renewables. It, it understands that hydrogen is going to be a vector for energy in the future and is investing quite strongly in that. So that, that ambition is there to be able to adopt and drive hydrogen as a technology. What it needs to be able to then do is to work with partners who are capable about delivering the infrastructure and the equipment and so on, who then put that in and actually get us to where we want to be. So what you're talking about is, is finding that sweet spot between academia, industry and government. Correct. I think that's, that's the crucial part of this. So the academics can, can design the individual components. They, they know how to nuance the technologies. The industry can at least allow us to then identify the practicalities of that and implement it. And the government can help with regards to the policy and the instruments which enable the industries and for that investment to happen. And what about talent? Where's that going to come from? Well, the talent has to come from across the world and what we're obviously seeing is increasing talent coming even across from China. Uh, quite a lot of that, that, the individuals within my own group uh, would, would come from China and institutions from across China. And is that because Belfast has become this centre of innovation with sustainability and green energy at its core? Well, there's a, there's a communication of that. We, we do have specialities in Northern Ireland and we have long-standing partnerships with institutions in China. And then because of those long-standing relationships, we've been able to create uh, connections. We understand the, the technologies that we want to try and implement and we've built up capabilities together. And now that is just coming to the next level of where we're seeing increasing movement between both of our countries. You're really hydrogen positive, but um, realistically, where does hydrogen currently sit in the wide range of clean energy sources? 
Well, realistically, hydrogen is a material that is produced at a massive scale. It is, however, used at almost point of generation, for example, in the oil and gas sector and production of fertilizer. What it hasn't really done is penetrate very significantly into the energy market at the minute. But with the investments that we're now currently making, that will certainly grow in the future. And that's what we're expecting to see. So where are the real opportunities for growth? I think the opportunities for growth would be particularly in heavy industries, which find it very difficult to decarbonize by any other means, such as electrification. Heavy transport could be another area. But other things where I think hydrogen could really play a part would be in its use as um, to go along with things like agriculture or in other materials where we're in fact storing that hydrogen for longer periods of time. David Rooney, thank you very much. Thank you. Coming up on a future agenda, markets mayhem. Are we headed for another global banking crisis? But for now, from me, Juliet Mann, and from all of the Agenda team here in Belfast, goodbye.